I was never drawn towards pursuit of Christian hip-hop. It was just, I became a believer, and the medium around me was rapping communication as one means, you know? Chicago, I'm in love with you. You cut my arm, I bleed your blue. You are listening to Alert 312's Testimony, a musician story. Authorities are idolatry. We redefine all we see. Sex, power, philosophy, power, money, economy. The kingdoms rise from a million thieves. Glory, hungry, all fiends. Fame, worth, monopoly. Praise, worship, the art of me. Kingdoms calling. Kingdoms calling. Kingdoms calling. Kingdoms falling. Kingdoms calling. The duo known as Alert 312 create music that is difficult to be labeled. Alert 312 consists of live instrumentation, classic drum breaks, new school synths, and God-focused lyrics. Let's meet the man behind the music, drummer and producer Aaron Lopez, also known as Moral One. Aaron was born the eldest of a brother and sister in Chicago, Illinois, on February 25th, 1983. Chicago, I'm in love with you You cut my arm, I bleed your blue But you cut me just too many times And I bled your lament with a thousand rounds Your tribune lines are proof to me That another home is meant to be With a father who's a pastor, Aaron grew up knowing Jesus, but his faith didn't become his own until he was 18. There really was this kind of um, a softening, a continual softening of the heart to where all during this time, I say at 18, my faith really became my own. I had a true understanding of the gospel and the gospel working in my life. I'm on this bus ride home from work, and I'm in a bus full of people during rush hour, so the bus is packed, and I'm feeling extremely lonely, surrounded by a whole bunch of people. This whole time sitting lonely, contemplating this stuff, like, man, why do I feel so lonely? I have people who love me. I'm at a, you know, I'm not by myself. I'm not going home to an empty apartment. I'm going home to my family. Why do I feel so alone? Um... But then getting home, getting to my room, and then feeling comforted by the love of Christ. And it can only be the love of Christ, you know? I'm not being my dad, you know, downstairs in my room embracing me. I thought to myself, this can only be the love of Christ. So I, I, I close my eyes and I pray. And I'm like, Lord, like, thank you for loving me when I don't, even when I don't desire to be loved by you. I'd rather love myself. I used that watermark day when I was 18 truly than the gospel, understanding the love of Christ for myself, that he loved me, not because of my parents. Like Autobahn, 
Aaron grew up in a family of musicians where exploring music was encouraged. As a kid, he would watch his dad play drums in his band. He picked up a pair of sticks himself and hasn't put them down ever since. He transitioned from playing at church to DJing hip-hop music when he went to a b-boy battle at 16. I saw this DJ just moving the crowd. So I'm like, man, I want to be a DJ. So I went and saved up my own money, bought turntables and started DJing. I invited to see these pre-controllers, pre-laptops, uh, you, know, you know, had to buy the cartridges, the needles, all that stuff. And the vinyl, so I learned on vinyl. At 16, started DJing and then uh, and still drumming for different groups and then, you know, for the band, for Burrow Ramon in college and then for a couple other, um, I toured with a couple other uh, hip-hop groups as well. This local one called 1773, you know, we did some touring. 1773 was was uh, closely associated to uh, the lightheaded crew with Braille and Omega Watts and Jose Moore. So we did we did some tours with them, and then during that time, you know, started getting into producing as well. Yeah, orphans grown worldwide, thick skin, raw high, colors die down, they still banging on the inside. Staring at me cock-eyed like I owe more than hip-hop When I drop off like ASAP, they wait like a bad trap They want to ball, they can buy for payback To push back the pain where they ain't get I see it in the tank like an ADAT Divine DNA is on the A-track Written in their soaps is the ink of the ancient Believe it, foes gon' feel it when we mean it Homie from the NY, pull me to the side with Fire in his eyes, told me feed him Shorties need a calm for the teaching I told her, shorties need a guy, not a demon Calm, no I can raise the dead from the ground, only Jesus leaving. Shorty's in the place with something real they could believe in. All these other goals are just the lack of achievement. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pay attention, little man, gotta meditate. What's the goal? What you looking for? What you looking for? Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. attended Mooney Bible College in his hometown of Chicago. There he hooked up with some musicians, and they formed a 10-piece band that infused Latin, 
hip-hop, reggae, and rock. The group had some success touring the globe and even had high-profile labels like Columbia and RCA scouting them. Who speaks a rhyme out their teeth? Or in between breaths, stretch the black sea, huh? Who fix the pixels in your prints? Pinch yourself, glitch, blink and watch you miss. The master that it cast and fashion, the master y'all. Your arms are not as arms, you sing no angel songs. Your streets are just as stones, your breath is just alone, alone. You just alone, no king upon his throne. Condones a clown court when a creature in his heart takes the court. Yeah, I got, got really, really deep into the industry and all under the banner of the gospel, you know, but it was high at that time. It was really high conscious, highly conscious hip hop was, was very, was very sexy. So black IPs were huge. This is kind of pre Fergie. And so the labels really saw a lot of allure in what we did, you know, a lot like the Black Eyed Peas, um, but more Latin. We started sharing stages with really bigger names. It's funny, our very last show was we opened for Naros Barkley. We were sharing kind of those stages, like early Pitbull, you know, stuff. But our management wanted to be more soft, more conscious, more social. So it started getting to the point where it started... Uh, asking us to do these songs, don't do these songs, these, you know, these speak more of your faith, which is cool when you're like, you know, maybe three albums in, you can go and get to know you a little bit more, but let's do more fun songs, more uh, positive songs. So we started getting, you know, that those kind of feels. And Boogaloo and some of the other guys at the top were like, they started getting some, some strong convictions that, you know, we need to stop the boat, you know, before we get too deep. That band included two MCs, one of which was Boogaloo, the lyricist behind Alert 312. Boogaloo was born Esteban Shen on April 4th, 1983, in Chicago. He's the youngest of four, and like his partner Mora One, he too grew up with a father who was a pastor. He was raised in a home where the Word of God and the Great Commission was lived out, but he didn't take on those practices until he was 15. Grew up on a beach street, in between mighty good people and them street kings. Pops always teaching me, school a young Google under Edgewater's canopy. Unfortunately, I had interest in some vicious things. A young teen, the fin star looking extra sweet. Local prayers had me covered. Junk was getting deep. Chicago 93, caught between the breakers and the bangers. Both was doing suicide. Montrose Beach, roast beef turned bloody beef. Beef tall, tall, appetite turned blah. Christ turned all in me. I seen some hellish things turn miraculous. No need for embellishment. It came to a point at 15 when faith really became my own in Christ. Uh, for me, a couple of things happened where I was definitely in like a rebellious period, drawn to some things in the neighborhood. Um, a lot of my friends were getting to the stuff like for the streets, gang banging and drugs or just the hip hop scene, more the negative parts of it. And so I was being, you know, drawn to a lot of that obviously because it was attractive to me. So at 15, I actually had an acquaintance from the neighborhood get shot and killed. And I was about, I was basically about 15 to 20 seconds away from being in that same spot. So that really shook me up. 
And then a couple more things happened in the, in the span of a few weeks that really showed me my need for Christ. And uh, it was really in my room one evening after all this stuff had happened that I really saw my need for Him because of the, the depth of my sin and my need for Him. God was just showing me my sin, whether it be relationships, rebellion toward my parents, the shock of seeing some of my boys who had become gangbangers um, and the one that was shot and killed. Like, those, that combination of things led me toward one evening where I do remember lit- literally not just in, in phrase dropping to my knees and really just seeing a, um, while in prayer to God, realizing that it wasn't about me comparing myself to anybody else, but that I myself was was filthy with sin. So it was one evening by myself in my room where I just cried out to him. Whole world view change, soundtrack turned down, nation of Coltrane. Open my whole pain, window wide open, eyes fixed on a sweet grace. Like my grandmama Grace, who prayed my very way through dark days. And not my nasty two-face. Now the mission is simple that I chase. Make disciples of the way up a case. I find everything else to just belittle why I made. Aims at the ancient of days. Next record be the upside. Tell them peace. Music has been in my life since the get-go. And my introduction to hip-hop was not Christian hip-hop. And in my neighborhood, it wasn't, you know, it was just a hip-hop scene, you know. I did know people like my brother who had like SFC albums and all that, and I liked those. But as far as the culture of hip-hop, I was never I was never drawn toward pursuit of Christian hip-hop. It was just I became a believer and the medium around me was rapping for communication as one means, you know. Um, I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood where all the elements that are so, um, you know, popular now and part of pop culture were what we all did growing up, bombing trains and <laughs> breakdancing and, and kind of all of that mixed in. So to me, in my mind, there was no pursuit of like a CHH industry or I'm going to use music in this way or that way. For us, it was just a medium of communication for what was already happening culturally in our neighborhood, you know, and in our city. So I would say becoming a Christian enhanced it, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it, it enhanced what I should talk about, you know. It enhanced the value of communication, using music to communicate what is most deeply inside a person, which obviously, as a believer, is Christ and is the gospel. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com. That's TestimonyStories, with an S.com. Where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen.
What's going on? This is Boogaloo of Alert 312, and you are listening to Testimony, a musician's story. Watch these elephants die. After Boogaloo and Moral One gave up their 10 piece band, God opened another door for them. Watch these elephants much a part of our lives and part of the ministry that we do, you want us to continue to do this. So we, we had a period of just really talking, praying, fasting, um, and just giving time to say, okay, do we want to go into another endeavor? During that time, the idea of, okay, let's do alert came about simultaneously with the vision of the, the Bible project that we uh, managed called Street Life Bible. So both of those things were birthed during those years when we were around, I believe, like 26 or 27, when they've kind of grown together. Alert 312 was formed. And shortly after, the duo signed to Humble Beast Records. After years of cultivating a relationship with the owners of Humble Beast, Alert became one of the first artists to sign to the label. After spending over half a decade on the label, Humble Beast announced that they were trimming their artist roster and that Alert 312 we're no longer on it. So we were already kind of contemplating for a while of starting our own thing here in Chicago, um, not because of anything bad that has at Humble Beast, but just because of the local focus. And also, God has continued to bring just artists and a heart for local, for us that being Chicago, to our mind. You know, even as we toured nationally, it was like, man, but where we, we really love and love seeing God work is local, like all the years past. We just sensed, like, eventually the transfer was going to come. So after Upside Eternal, we were we were thinking, okay, let's release Upside Eternal on um, Humble Beast, and then we'll, like, probably jump off after that. Well, Humble Beast needed to downsize because of financial reasons. And so when that meeting happened, it was like, ah, okay, maybe this is earlier than what we thought. But after the conversation with the guys on Humble Beast, you know, we got off the phone, looked at Aaron, I said, what do you think, man? He goes, no, nah, I think it's the answer to prayer. You know, I think the Lord is moving the sign. So then we're like, okay, it's time to release and Upside Eternal will be the first thing on High Five Native. High Five Native is a creative label that he and Moral One formed. It will include both visual and sonic artists and create unique live experiences. Boogaloo and Moral One are also the men behind Streetlights, an audio Bible series that is read by artists, poets, and pastors over music that is scored by some of today's top producers. The audio is accompanied by multimedia material that leaders can use to teach the Word of God. Another tool that they plan on releasing to enhance this already dynamic experience is the Streetlights app. 
the vision came, man, from, from working with the young people we love here in Chicago. I was in a, a basement in Chicago 10 years ago, had about eight to 10 young guys that were all high schoolers. And about, you know, six to eight of them couldn't read well. And so the basic premise was how do we bridge the gap and um, communicate in the way that they are comfortable with and that they do communicate already, and that being orally through an audio means. And so I went home to the recording studio and, and uh, recorded Acts 2 and 3, brought it back a week later, and still studied the scriptures with them being open and written for them, but played the text as well just word-for-word scripture over a hip-hop soundtrack, and so it was like it was like night and day in their understanding because everybody could track along. They were engaged because of the music, the emotion that comes from the music, the dynamic reading of the text, so on and so forth. So that was the initial, like, seed or initial vision of Streetlights happened 10 years ago. And then six years ago, a local ministry, Grip Outreach for Youth, accepted the offer to basically come on and do it full-time, and then we built a three-person team um, to build out this audio Bible, and, and also we've added uh, multimedia curriculum to really service leaders. Initially, just mainly focused on, like, those who had a similar demographic of lack of illiteracy, biblical illiteracy, obviously living in all the social ills that come from, especially fatherless homes, and, you know, just like a lot of hood issues. But the fact of the matter is those issues exist everywhere now, you know, so... We we then just brought in our scope to say, yeah, we, we make it for that demographic, but we now have users kind of all over the world using it. Resurrection and the life you are, the kingdom and the earth are yours. Resurrection and the life you are, the kingdom and the earth are yours. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A musician's story. Now back to Alert 312's Testimony, a Musician Story. I never wanted this to be All that there is for me This tragic world can't be The definition of the world to be Something else inside of me Aching like a hunger Like a lust for another light Like desire Like no other Like an ache for a lover Like a longing for return 
Their latest album is The Upside Eternal and is given freely at highfivenative.com. I'm looking for that upside, upside city full of peace. God has my witness, I want them golden streets. Upside, upside, a kingdom full of peace. God living with us, Christ the only king. So the Upside Eternal is basically hinged on the idea of being local and very temporary with temporary things all around us that we we call reality, you know, the people we see, the homes we live in, the communities we live in, and all with so much value. But then this reality for the Christian of living in a local, temporary world, essentially, but knowing there's this hope inside of us for a new heaven and a new kingdom and and, and a yearning for things to be seen right. So the whole idea is seeing the present local and all its value, but also all its reality of the essentially the downside, right? The sin, the curse, the brokenness. So, you know, the first seven songs on the album really dive into the idea of being local, present, the hard issues we wrestle with, everything from personal introspective issues that I get very, very real with to political stuff in the neighborhoods to police brutality, wars, genocide, like it covers a lot of really hard issues in the first seven. But then there's this flip of saying, you know, once you get to track eight and nine, going on toward the redemption that is in Christ and the hope that we have, you know. Uh, and it's really hinged around the passage in Hebrews that, that says, here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. So how we've applied that to our context is, you know, the local that starts out is really... um like a local prelude talking about Chicago and the eternal that ends the album is talking about like the new Jerusalem, the new kingdom to come. I'm living for that. Ew. Upside, upside. Moral One discusses their decision to record the album with a live band. We're really showcasing that the record is bigger than us. Um, it's this it's this community of, of live musicians that took the record to a place that we couldn't do it ourselves. And, and intentionally, we didn't want to do it ourselves. So from the get, when we knew we had these songs, we wanted it to be a this, this result of a community of musicians that, that use their craft and their art for the sake of making art and music together, not for the sake of the Gospels. The track, The Darkest Night, describes the most challenging season in Boogaloo's walk with Christ. It's based on the general theme of the idea of having a dark night of the soul. I heard the phrase used in the last year and a half by one of our pastors that talks about having a dark night of the soul when Christians really have to wrestle with their faith when tragedy and trial hits, right? So then I was I was really thinking about those things in retrospect of um, an incident that happened in 2006, which I considered to be the darkest night that I had in my walk with Christ when my, when my sister was kidnapped and raped and almost killed and kind of everything that ensued in my family after that and how, one, it was the, the most poignant display of evil that I had gone through. And so taking that and also taking an experience happening this year of a close friend that was very young 
dying of cancer and really taking a look at kind of the ugliness of what it is to see the dark night of the present. Everyone has these seasons that are dark nights, but so where is the hope? And kind of honestly wrestling in that song with God, like, where are you when I'm looking at my friend in the casket who's so young? Where were you on that night that it happened to my sister? And not being able to be afraid to confront hard things, just like the Book of Lamentations does, and so so many Psalms do, and so many parts of the Scriptures do. Like, we can wrestle with God on the darkest night of our souls and still see that His light will shine through, and hope is, is found in Christ, even in the suffering, the persecution, whatever whatever you have, that Christ doesn't run from those dark times. He actually confronts them head-on. There is a greater thing to come, but it comes through Christ. I can't find the words to say right now But I know, but I know that this feeling's real right now Right now, this the darkest night that I've ever seen My soul's overwhelmed with suffering Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician's story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown, theory of the music lover constantly seeking positive music.